This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Today, would you believe it, I'm with Alan Cochran and Gareth Richards. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Now, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. So, um, we're breaking all the current uh, conventions of having uh, three men running the show. I'll go so far as to say... Oh. <laughs> yeah, so um so I don't, this I don't know if this triumvirate has ever been a uh, configuration of the show, has I it? I think it has. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. Oh soon you oh, forget. Okay. <laughs> They're so fickle. No, it's not that. So I thought it'd just been different what's you know, interlocking. No, I, I'm pretty certain we've done the oh, story before. Well, splendid. But um, I mean I'm I'm nearly a woman. <laughs> I think well, if I suppose what, we all are if you consider <laughs> the closeness of the is it X X yeah and X Y yeah, it's not yeah, far yeah, yeah and yeah. if we had to if if one of us had to be the woman I think I'd be the woman well I'll let's say. hope it doesn't come to that <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if there was a nuclear attack we're stuck in here like a bunker <laughs> yeah good of you good, good of you to offer early on <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah because otherwise there's a lot of tension and debate like a exactly. balloon debate it's a sort of version of the balloon debate mm, I sort of volunteered <laughs> early haven't I yeah exactly you've jumped <laughs> is what you have can I say on the first track I played which I'm not going to name because you might be listening to this on a decade channel and it give you a nosebleed if it's not the track you heard I played um, air guitar did you? Yeah, and I recently, um, because we're up in uh, in Edinburgh at, at perhaps the world's greatest um, arts festival, um, I, I've, I've been doing lots of publicity and stuff, and I was on um, with a band on a show. So, you know, you do that thing, you know that awkward thing when people are sitting on the sofa being interviewed and then a band play and mm. you... Uh, you react a bit more than you normally do in case the camera cuts to you and you don't want to look right. like you're not being involved. Um, but I found myself playing air guitar then. And um, I was... People... I don't know if people still do it. I think it's... Uh, I, I was looked at as if some sort, some sort of freak. Really? Yeah. I'm putting it down to... Um, the lack of belief in the unseen in society in general <laughs> has, has now come mm. right down to the air yes. guitar. Yeah, so I think if you have to believe to really I, play... I don't think that's what it is, Frank, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's more of a cultural thing. I saw a kid playing air bagpipes yesterday. Oh, it's wow. That. It's, just, that's, uh, that's it's all about a... the instrument. He just had an itchy armpit. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that was. I asked... Um, I asked Eric Clapton when I interviewed him if he played air guitar ever. And he said to me, well, I'd, you know, why, why would I? I can play real guitar. And I thought, oh, you don't understand. Real guitars, you yeah. don't understand. That's the point. But, yeah, that's not, that's not it. He just doesn't want to have to learn a new instrument. <laughs> you know, when I sometimes when I sit on the bus, and I'm not making this up, I very subtly, because you never know who's looking, Steal the boss a little bit with my hands, mm. ah. just you know, around. Now you I play can drive. I can drive. It's <laughs> air driving, basically. <laughs> but I just, I just like, just, t I just got like finger and thumb on the bottom of the steering mm. wheel, <laughs> yeah. just turning it gradually. 
Anyway, welcome, Gareth. We haven't been on for uh, we you. haven't been on together for quite a while. Mm. Um, I should say that Emily uh, got poorly last minute, which is why we've ended up with a complete testosterone uh, <laughs> fest. A festosterone is what oh. I'd call it if I had a festival that was all male things. Mm. Write that down with someone. <laughs> yeah. Not that I think I'd be allowed to stage such a uh, such a festival. So, uh, are you having a tremendous time in uh, Edinburgh? Yes. It's um. It's have you have you got a show on? I have, yes. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got You've not show. seen all the sold out signs across <laughs> the lampposts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everywhere. I've, Everywhere you are. Have right. I ever felt uh, less easy about who I am at core after making a phone call saying, I've just arrived in Edinburgh? Um, I'm not sure the sold out banners on my posters are big enough. <laughs> 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 what, what, what's happened to me? We've had a text from somebody whose wife does a version of air driving as a passenger, uh, especially air braking. Oh, yeah, well, I think we've all done a bit of that as a passenger. Oh, God. But not many people, I still occasionally do a bit of air choke in the car. Oh, dear. Yeah. On cold days. (laughs) Yeah. Just think, how many people listen to this and have no idea what choke is? Oh. Used to be quite a delicate little... Judgment, mm-hmm. how far you pulled out the choke. Oh, don't flood it! <laughs> oh, man. I know nothing about cars now. There was a time a car could go past, making a slightly high pitched sound, and I could go, oh, fan built. It's fan built. Oh, I no. can't do that now. Those days are over. I suppose we just have to uh, accept that times change. So, look, um, I'm in Edinburgh, and one thing I do every time I come uh, to Edinburgh for the festival is I visit some very good friends of mine. Ramadin and Valentine. No, not them. Um, I visit um, the Lewis Chessman. Oh. Now, you may remember I recently went to the British Museum to introduce my seven-year-old son to the Lewis Chessman. And he said to me, I remember, how can you play chess with them when they're all the same colour? Something that had never occurred to me, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. But anyway, um, as I say, it's, it's a bit like living with an avant-garde poet, my <laughs> child. Do you remember I told you, this is a sidebar, but hold on to your hats. Do you remember I told you once that um, when, he started, when he went into the questioning phase, my child, he, asked, he said to me, what colours the mirror? Oh. And I, um, I didn't sleep for about three nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A woman stopped me in the street since I've been here, stopped me about about three or four days ago and said, I'm a philosophy uh, student at Edinburgh University. Would you mind if I wrote a paper about your son's question about the mirror? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Obviously, I get asked this regularly and I yeah, said, yeah. no, no, I'd, I'd be, I'd be uh, happy with that. I mean, I'd like to read it. Yeah. She said, no, it's a really, really interesting question. That is a good and question. And off she went. You didn't say anything sarcastic like, actual philosophy a bit thin on the ground at the moment, is it? No, love? I didn't no, say that. Just... No. <laughs> no. If, we, if we retold this story with you in the start <laughs> role, it would have been oh, philosophy. <laughs> oh, I like philosophy. <laughs> we fan. all do. I'm a big fan. Absolute Radio has uh, got a big uh, philosophy uh, following. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on again, and I'll come back. To, I'm, I'm still sticking with this 
Lewis Chessman. But this is my last, oh, my, my, my strange child, strange stroke, fabulous child. Uh-huh. Is that, um, there's a thing in, um, in Edinburgh called Arthur's Seat, which you all know. It's a, is it a mountain or a hill? 8, 12, 15. Yeah, exactly. Which is it? I'd go mountain. Yeah, it's big. Big. Um, but it, it's always been said to me that it looks in profile like a lion couchant. Oh. What part of the lion is the couchant? <laughs> it's the, uh, <laughs> the lion down bit. Oh. So uh, a cou- ramp, rampon, rampon is when they're standing with their <laughs> oh, sort okay, of paws yeah. in the air, like heraldic. Mm-hmm. And couchant is when they're resting. Right. Um so it's it looks like that. So I was saying that to Boz, my child, and he said, "No, that the front part there looks like a gorilla's head." Mm. And I tell you what, once you see that, I can only see the gorilla head now because it's got that. Mm. You know those overhanging brows of the gorilla. It's got that right. But the gorilla's head is just feels wrong, doesn't it, for a Scottish? Um, yeah. Also, I don't know when it was named Arthur's Seat, but people might not have known what gorillas were at that point. Yeah. I don't know how late they... Their, pub, their publicist was tardy. I don't think it, lions were ever indigenous here either. No. comparison point. But. That's, that's an interesting point, because you see <laughs> lots of lions in, like, you know, heraldic... When you mm-hmm. see uh, the jousting tournaments, if they, if they pick up on the collars of the age, never see gorillas. Yeah. You don't get Richard the Gorilla heart. (laughs) And I'm sure gorillas are just as brave. You don't think so? No, I think they probably are. I don't want to take on a gorilla. No, which which or lion actually? Which is um, well, I know as I've said to you before, I've always fancied my chances against a lion (laughs) because of a chair or something. No, I just think if you grip them very tightly, they can't really get any of the sharp bits at you. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's my that's my theory. I mean, you got. You got to hold on. Don't let go. Mm, Once yeah, you took that grip, right. you got to keep. What's it your exit strategy? Is that would be my question. My exit strategy is to fall into not too deep a lake, so I could drown <laughs> it beneath me. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's where I'm on at the moment. That's plan A. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So. Oh yeah, let, let me let me. Uh, let, so the Lewis Chessmen, in case you don't know, I've mentioned them on the show before. They were a, a chess. Well, actually, I now discover they weren't a chess set. They were just a whole big collection of loads of chess pieces, some part of a set, oh. some extras. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a chess hoard. Yes. And uh, they were found on the island of Lewis um, in a bag. I think that could be wrong, but anyway. Um, some of them are on, still on Lewis. Some of them are in the British Museum and uh, some of them are in Edinburgh at the National Museum of Scotland. Um, you may remember, the reason we talked about them recently is a bloke found one in a drawer. Or yeah, amazing. They think they might get a million. I think it actually went to auction. It they did. didn't get the million, they got, uh, but they got 700,000 yeah. plus. Not bad for I know, a thing because, that's in a drawer. Um, exactly. Well, that is a Not good point. <laughs> have to have a Most rummage. expensive thing in a drawer. Eight, twelve, fifteen. That would be a great text, so, I think. Um, <laughs> Divorcees, so, <laughs> wedding rings. So I was in a, a rest. <laughs> I was in a rest. Well, there'll be deeds. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, you reckon? Do you still get deeds? 8, 12, 15, do you still get deeds? And what's the most expensive thing you've got t- in a drawer? These t- are great textings, Frank. No, I'll tell you what I ask about the deeds. Is that, like, in, I've, I've watched 
many, many, many westerns in my time. Mm-hmm. I, I, as a child, I, um, I, I watched a great many western films and TV shows. And there used to be a thing that if you had the deeds to a property, you owned it. So you could mm. literally take the deeds out of someone's coat on the back of a chair and then you own that property. Brilliant. Just holding the paper. Mm. I think in Laurel and Hardy's Way Out West, there's a lot of fighting exactly over the that. deeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that simple now. You no. can't just take the paper. There were simpler times. Oh, right. simpler <laughs> times in many ways. I tell you, I tell you what would be a really um, valuable deed. Um, from the Lewis Monopoly set. Oh. <laughs> when they find the Lewis Monopoly oh, set. Oh, yeah. That's the deeds true. from that. I, mean, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they're still searching for that. Anyway, I was in a restaurant in Edinburgh called Spoons. Do you know Oh, it? yes. yes. Big, yeah. big, big soup specialists. <laughs> and um, I was in there. Upstairs, is it? Upstairs, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw you we, in there. We, we had a chat in a queue last year. Yeah. 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 Brief yeah, chat well, in a queue. Um, yeah, I didn't like the way you looked at me and said upstairs as if you were surprised. <laughs> no, I was surprised no. I'd gone for an upstairs. I thought that's but... how you filtered out your restaurant choices. <laughs> that's how I burn <laughs> off my calories pre-meal. <laughs> I didn't say upstairs. I actually did have a stair lift. I noticed that because oh, I, 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 I made some remark to my uh, mother-in-law about it. <laughs> and we won't go into that. <laughs> I had my family up this week, I should explain. Um, but anyway... Um, I was in there and uh, a woman approached. I was with um, my partner, Kath, and Boz, my child, and, uh, and Sandy Mason, who yep, yep. I don't know who she is, but she stays a lot. <laughs> and uh, this woman it's came um, over. It's Kath's mum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Let me write that down. I'll know that for next week. Anyway, I was, uh, a woman came over to the table and she said... Um, I, uh, you like the Lewis Chessman, don't you? <laughs> and I said, yes, I, I do. And she said, well, look, I curate them at the National Museum of Scotland. Wow. Um, I said, well, every time I'm up here, I, I, have, I come in and uh, I have a look. You know, I come to see them every time I'm in Scotland. And she said, uh, well, she said, well, come in, come in while you're up here and um, I'll give you a bit of a closer look. Oh, Oh, wow. I was excited. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, you were just getting a sort of a late night visit to the Lewis Chessmen offered. Well, it was was after hours. It feels a bit like Hollyoaks when it's on late. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it was, so yeah, so I I trundled along to the, um, I should say this woman was uh, Dr. Alice Blackwell, who is curator of medieval archaeology and history at the museum so um i i went along uh, after hours Mm. like six o'clock at night through the staff entrance and um she's got like a flight case opens it up and you know when you get those foam yeah like shape so you can put Mm. your you know like like king carl carlos the jackal i think had a one that he fitted all his uh, yep. rifle extension. Oh yeah, and I've, everything. In. I've made one of those for my instrument. Have you really? Yeah. You made mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Because um, my what? old my old plastic case broke. Yeah. And so I bought a case, and then you can buy the foam stuff, and then cut whatever you want out of it. But if yes. you cut it, do you get like a jagged edge on the foam? Not if you're very careful. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what is it you play again? The Q chord. 
Yeah. Suzuki Q-Cord. Yeah, no one knows. No one knows. I think there's only one in the world. Is that right? <laughs> so anyway, she she opened it up, and there was all the fo- the foam thing. There were the Lewis Chessmen in ah. their in their travel. Not they travel much. Were they going somewhere? No, they were just coming to see me backstage. Oh, really? So I had to put plastic gloves on. You know, really? is it plastic or rubber? Rubber. You know what I mean. The ones. Put it this way, I sent Kath a picture of me holding the Lewis Chessman. She said, it's lovely, but you look like you've just taken them out of someone's body. (laughs) (laughs) a terrible thing to say about the Lewis Chessman. So, yeah, so I got to handle and examine them closely. And I... You know, I feel like I've known them my whole life. Well, you <laughs> do talk about them as if you know them. Last well, week when we had a burrito, you said, oh, yeah, i still got to go and see the Lewis Chessman, yeah. as if it was some friends of yours that yeah. you popped to in a pub. Over a burrito, would you believe it? <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's partly because as a kid I was obsessed, as I've said before, with Nog in the Nog, which I then found the drawings were based on the Lewis Chessman. Right. But, um, uh, you might remember I went to see Nog in the Nog live, <laughs> and uh, they used my, my quote on their publicity <laughs> better than Hamilton, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was completely sincere. Can I say? Um, so, I mean, so I was allowed. Um, to, I was allowed to handle them, and um, you realise they're all totally individual. You know, even mm-hmm. the two queens—they're not. They don't look the same. Mm. One's holding a, a horn, a plenty, a drinking horn, and oh, one yeah. just looks bored. And, Hasn't one got a hand on the chin? Looking. Well, they both sort of... got a hand on the chin, but one supports arm in 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 right. the elbow, supported in the other hand. And one's holding a drinking horn. I think it's like that one further on, bored, and then hit the <laughs> hit the mead early on. But I was in there with forty five minutes just looking at the Lewis Chessman, and and the great thing was as well, is I was with an expert. So I'm not with Michael Gove on the we've all had enough of experts. No. So every thought that occurred to me, I just asked Doctor Alice, and she knew the answer. So I said. And my son said, how, how, how do people play chess with them if they're the same colour? She said, oh, yeah. you know, there's done quite a lot of research on that. Blah, blah, blah. And, and had all this, Some seems the, that they did have a collar on them. And Some of them were red, and then it's washed off. They're quite heavy as well. Right. I wanted to ask you something about this as a technical technical question. Well, no, I, I, you might know, um, uh, Gareth, but I'm thinking it's, it's, it's a question about muscles. <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Alan... As you're out today, it's nearly lady. (laughs) Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. You were were having your late night session with the Lewis Chessman. Yes. Um, Not a bit of gossip. It's just for people who don't, uh, can't picture it. You know that scene in Alan Partridge where he goes around a a hi-fi store after hours because he's so famous that he he would get annoyed? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're like that, but with antiquities. Is that right? (laughs) Well, as you remember, when we had Tim Key on the show, uh, who was promoting the last Alan Partridge series, (laughs) which he was in, he turned to me at one point and said, have you seen it? And I said, no. (laughs) <laughs> and it was all a bit hashtag orcs. It was oh, really, but anyway, I, so I was. Um, they're quite the great thing about holding them, the Lewis Chessman, is they're quite heavy. They're heavier than my replica set. All oh, right, and it made me think that they are being moved about by people with strong, with sword arms. Do you right. know what I mean? More oh, muscular right. forearms from doing a lot of sword work. Oh, you, what mean, do you think of this you as mean a theory. Back in the day. Back in yeah. the day, yeah. Yeah. 
I've never thought of chess as a workout before. No, no me neither. I guess if the men are heavy enough. Yeah. I yeah. It's, it's bad that we still call them chess men because there are obviously queens. Chess people. But, but still, chess people. Chess sets. But I remember now I was reading an essay by David Foster Wallace about, um, oh. about tennis. Right. Oh, yeah. um, and he said if you look at um, professional tennis players, they have one arm. They do. They're racket arm is much more developed than the other. Is that true, Al? I knew you'd know. That is true, and I, I don't like to name drop, but I once had a chat about it with Greg Rosetsky. What? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> the tennis player? No, it's a bloke that lives near me. <laughs> it's just a coincidence of this. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so oh. they, they have to do sort of, they do as much as they can to counterbalance it, but it's not, you know, it's never going to be enough, I don't think. <laughs> You see, I've I've never picked up on it, but now I really want to. I want to get close to a tennis player so I can. Oh, I yeah. can spot we it. We all do. Well, yeah. just get in touch with Wimbledon and see if they'll arrange an after-hours <laughs> showing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it like a lineup where you can go along and squeeze the bicep. <laughs> well, I'm open to turn up with some measuring calipers. <laughs> I just a hot armhole thing. <laughs> Presumably, one way of spotting is the sleeve would be slightly uh, tighter on on one uh, side yeah. of the. Hmm. No, but this was this brings me. See, when you when you hold the Lewis Chessman as I have. Then oh, you see. Don't have to go on about it, doesn't it? Yeah, haven't we you all? See oh, detail, no, <laughs> you see details that you don't normally see, like right. you know, on the back of the the queen's seat is a little dragon head, you know, as if it was oh, in the nice. chair. And I, do you, have you ever had this thing when you meet you you get close to something that normally you see from? Look, for example, I I when I went to Sydney, I went to have a, a real close up look at the Opera House. So I was walking around it, and there was like tiles. Fallen off it. Oh, you know yeah. how immaculate it yeah. looks on the pictures. Mm-hmm. As I once told you, I made one out of my uh, a tiny one out of my nail clippings. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you got close to it, there was bits, there was like holes uh. in the roof, and they they just slipped off, and they were lying there. These iconic white things, no one had put them back on. Oh. So what um, uh, what about this for a text? Tim? when you've got close to anything or anyone. Yeah. I'll just think of an example of this now of meeting someone well known and being stunned. But I'll tell you that after the news. I thought of one as well. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm living one right now. Oh, well, <laughs> if you. Uh, yeah. I told you I should have worn my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you've got close to anything or anyone and noticed a surprising detail, uh, let us know on 8 12 15. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran. And Gareth Richards is with us this morning. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, now last week, our regular readers will know that Emily... Um, told a story of going to see Gareth Richards' gig, which she loved, can I point oh, out? she did. It's on at 2.45 at... Um, Whistlebinkies. There you go. On Nidri Street. There you go. And, um, but she had, um, she had a situation. Now, just in brief, in summary, mm-hmm. she put, I think she put 
a tenner, was it, in the bocce? Mm-hmm. Should explain at the free fringe that you don't buy the ticket up front. You watch the show and then a bucket goes round. Yeah. And you and you pay how much you've enjoyed the show is what you pay. So she put a tenner in. And then she realised she dropped twenty pound note, which someone working there thought had fell out the bucket, so they picked it up and put it in the bucket. So then Emily was in this situation. She didn't want to take it out of the bucket because um, she didn't want to look like she was stealing. Yeah. Um, now, or, I or thought, even worse, thought that she was putting in um, ten and taking out twenty, like she was due a refund on the <laughs> caliber of the show. That yeah. was one of her concerns as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know yeah. if any people watch shows and then take money out of the bucket. I mean, I've seen a few shows this week that I think owe me money now, but yeah. that's <laughs> just. A, well, some people assume you're passing the bucket round for vomit. <laughs> after the show for yeah. reviews <laughs> so um, so I thought well, as you're here Garrett w- w- oh, yeah. were you aware of this uh, incident well, well since it's happened one lady said here's some money but not as much as Emily Dean put in <laughs> <laughs> so people have mentioned it okay. along the way I, well, I, well there's a lot going on after the show because obviously I've got to like collect hold, hold the bucket <laughs> And I think autographs, selfies. <laughs> someone did on the first show. A guy called George came, who was a big fan of this show, came to see the show. Okay, said he wanted a it's picture with me. Completus, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's um, see, I we should explain that what happens normally in the free fringe is that people do what is known as the bucket speech. That's yeah. Right, yeah. At the end, mm. where what what. Well, I think in, the, in summary, what's your bucket? The classic speech? thing is, it's the free fringe. It means it's free to get in. It's not free to get out. Okay, it means you have okay. to get so you know. But whatever you feel, the show has been worth to you. Please fold that amount uh-huh. and put it in the bucket. Oh, I think that's a nice way to do it. Like yes. street no pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, so that's what I do. But I also this year I've got a card reader. <laughs> But, wow! Yeah, the so. free fringe is—it's uh, <laughs> already it's very... becoming corrupted. <laughs> it's Chrysler. Yeah. But, um, I'm in a in a in a well, like all the venues, made of stone. Yeah, yeah. With almost no phone signal, it right. has to be connected to your phone. The card reader. So oh, I mean, I see. it hasn't yet paid for itself. The amount of times I've got it to work. It's always nice to have a card reader though with you. Mm. <laughs> You've um, got a tarot, haven't you? You've got a tarot. Yeah, with I've, got, you, I've got a tarot show. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's um, that does work underground. Yes, better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, well, so while this was all happening, I was trying to get someone that said, "Have you got a card reader?" Yeah, that's how they try and get out. Of Did it. they actually say? Yeah, that? see, I wouldn't say. have known. You notice I'm using the phrase "card reader" now quite casually. I, I never heard it until <laughs> eight seconds ago. <laughs> oh, you got a card reader? Okay. Do you, yeah. do you know what it means? Though? I know what it means. Yeah, yeah. I, I can guess what it means. But um, yeah, so I was trying. So someone did that. So I was trying to get it to work. Meanwhile, the person in the venue after me, who's a comedian called Maureen Younger. Um, ironically, because she's older than me. Uh-huh. That's weird. Mm-hmm. This is a, leads me to another one of Bozzy's quotes. He said to me, how come the word big is smaller than the word small? It's a good point. Oh, that's well, a, that's look, one philosophy. I look forward to reading the philosophy <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. essay on that. <laughs> exactly. So carry on. So Maureen comes over to me and she says, you know, a woman's got your bucket. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
and I I knew well I thought I thought it was probably Emily right (laughs) (laughs) it's the first time she's ever touched a bucket in her life she probably wondered what it was (laughs) well then I went back and she had it clutched to her she had her arms round it and I thought we know Emily she likes to be close to money yeah (laughs) (laughs) but is she um, what happened? Did she she left it in there. So yeah. She, so she put 30 quid in. If it goes in the bucket, it stays there. Oh, That's yeah. the rule. I'm you the only one who can take what it out. What happens in the bucket stays in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was worth every penny. It was. I did actually. I bought everyone a drink with Emma. Drinks were on Emily that evening. Oh, well, that, that's lovely. I'm sure she'll be uh, pleased to hear that. She can afford fierce. it, can't she? She has a fierce temperance dance. <laughs> but, but, you know, never mind. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am... Um, oh, now, um, Faye, who is our assistant producer, uh, arrived with a story. Was it Gordon who told you this? Yeah. Gordon, who works here at Fourth Radio, said that um, one of his... Um, one of his friends got a folded two pence piece in their bucket having asked for uh, having dropped the folded hint right uh, I, I I discourage that no. wholeheartedly yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that all. sounds like it's taken a lot of prep as well yes well you what the thing is if it's taken a lot of prep it's you know it's it's unpleasant that someone's gone to that trouble to drop you know and also they've made a decision about the money they're going to put in yeah. they could be jokers who've also put in a note but mm-hmm. if it's someone who has folded it on the spot, you don't really want to quibble with no, them. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to argue with that bloke. Or oh, oh, indeed, woman. Yes, of course. <laughs> everyone knows performers. On the way in, um, the taxi driver said to me, I said, do you go and see any Edinburgh shows? And he says, almost never. <laughs> almost never. I've only been, in the last 10 years, I'd say I'd been to four shows. And, um, and my son's a stand-up comedian. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and his son, he said his son is called Gareth War, right. who oh, I've, yeah. I've gigged with, or I've met at a gig. Right. He's yeah. another Gareth. He's like, there's very few comedy Gareth. The lesser spotted right? Gareth. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's extraordinary. It, it is. <laughs> he, was a, um, he drove I, me here if today. If only Arthur C. Clarke was still alive, he might have featured that on <laughs> uh, The Strange World of Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> <laughs> I... Um, I went. I was watching a, a street performer, mm-hmm. uh, Australian um, woman, and she gave the the, the bucket speech. And she she began by saying, um, "You know, if you saw this show in a theatre, you'd pay fifty pounds to see." And I thought, "No, I really wouldn't. That <laughs> no. isn't true. There's no. nothing about that. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go and pounds. see it because you no. know. But also, um, and then she said. Uh, one of the the things she said would down insult me with coins, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just too much. And I'll tell you what I didn't um, I didn't like about it is that there was um, there was bits when she was um, talking, and there'd be a cheer from street performers that were uh, adjacent. They were the other side of this wall, oh, yeah. right. and they were a sort of uh, breakdancing. Uh, a bunch of young men. Mm. Crew? Yeah, it would be a crew. 
And it was like, you know, in the early stages of the World Snooker Championships, when you get applause coming through from the other table. Don't like that. <laughs> no, I always well, feel like it must be off-putting. It, they seem to cope all right with they it. They do. Of course, you did get the great moment of a big Bill Werbenyek putting his head round the corner <laughs> of the screen to watch um, to watch a, a 147. Anyway, um, every time they got a cheer or applause, the uh, mm. the breakdown, the crew next the to it. B-boys, probably. Yeah. This woman would say things like, uh, and look, for at one point she said, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, if you want me to just dance, if I, you know, I can dance for you. That's if, you know, and I'm doing something special. If people are going to applaud people just dancing. And then at the end she said, like, I did a big support street entertainers. And she'd been horrible. <laughs> she'd been really horrible about the other ones. Uh, Hoity-tighty in the X3. <laughs> what, what was she doing? She was um, well. Uh, perhaps I shouldn't identify her, oh, but right. then, but then again, perhaps I should. Um, <laughs> Juggling. She was, she was sort of contortionist type oh, person. Right. I thought she was talking out of it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out it, they were just very close. To <laughs> <laughs> no, she was. I mean, it put me off. So I sent my child over with a pound piece to put in the bucket. Folded up. Yeah, she didn't send it back. So <laughs> she was folded up. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've got various textings running. Yes. Um, some are odder than others. <laughs> well, uh, true of everything. Yes. Uh, we were asking if you've ever been up close to a person or a thing and, uh, and found it surprising. Yeah, notice that... surprising details. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I have one of those. But first, we've um, we've had an email from Warren. Uh, Hi Frank, I visited the Pompidou Centre about twenty years ago, mm. and I was so disappointed. What a discoloured, neglected rust bucket! <laughs> Nothing like the pictures. Oh well, of course, one of the features of the the Pompidou the Pompidou Centre is a, a is an art gallery in uh, in Paris. And one of the features of it, and I think they might have been amongst the first to do this, um, is that all the heating system and all that is all on the is all visible. It's not hidden away. Uh, so they prided yeah. themselves as you can see the innards, right. as it were. When I went there, there used to be a man, a very oh, I don't want to use the fact the. Uh, I was going to say, Tony is the fat word. It doesn't really work if you say the fat word. Anyway, it's a big bloke. And he had a very big belly. And um, what he did was people paid to throw darts at his belly. He stood outside. He was a street performer. Mm, right. So he just held his hand in front of his face so they didn't go in his eyes. Yeah. And then you had to dip them in some sort of cleansing fluid. And then people stood. And the idea was to get them to stick in. So people were really, like, taking their arm right back and giving them mass- maximum chock. And, and they were uh, just sticking his guts And they out. were just stuck in his belly. Yeah, that was the street act. I've never seen it done before or mm. since. I wonder if he's still there. Yeah, I wonder if he slags off other street acts whilst yeah. he's <laughs> playing next to Yeah, they're only dancing. I could do that. He's probably immensely respectful. 
<laughs> you know how people say that nowadays health and safety has gone too far? <laughs> yeah. I disagree. Yeah, well, he was only in danger. I mean, no one was standing behind him, obviously. That would have been foolish indeed. And when they stuck in, they stuck in an unsatisfactory unsat- ways. They sort of hung yeah. down. They were in the flesh, oh. but hanging down flat. <laughs> I wanted them to be sticking upright, you know. Anyway, that's that's him. Uh, <laughs> well, I once met um, the ex-England Prime Minister John Major. I think he was the Great Britain Prime yeah, Minister. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Same difference, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, God. Um, you know what I mean. Yeah, 8, 12, 15. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I I was surprised to, to find that he's enormous. Like, he's a really big bloke with massive hands. Like, his hands felt like they could hide a cricket wow. ball quite easily. I think he comes from juggling stock. Oh, maybe no, that's he? it. I think he did, though. I think his this parents... has got a very street performer right. theme yeah, to this. Yeah, no, his no, parents you're right, were you're right. musical yeah. people, weren't they? So, uh, but yeah. I don't think that genetically creates huge hands, but he well, I certainly think, Luckily, we have Richard Dawkins on the line <laughs> <laughs> uh, to discuss this. Um, at the other extreme, um, Sarah... It says Sarah Bown, which I assume... It, but it could be Sarah Brown, but it yeah. could be Sarah Brown. It could be Sarah Brown, anything's possible. Um, I just started work at a certain broadcast company after graduating. Was maybe, on a she, maybe she's trampolining as she texted in. <laughs> Sarah Brown. <laughs> Sorry. Says, was on a training course and popped to the loo. As I walked back to the training room, I passed Moira Stewart. Oh, yeah. And was just overwhelmed at how tiny she was. Mm-hmm. Oh, is she? Well, I've met Moira Stewart. I didn't notice that, I must say. Oh. Um, I think that I had an, an. She was carrying an enormous magnifying glass before her. <laughs> All right. I met um, the first time I met John Motson, football oh, yeah. commentator legend. I don't know about you guys, and uh, this is now as it's a men's show Uh-oh. today. You know, as it's a men's show. <laughs> <laughs> I find one of the trickiest um, shaving um, things is that bit just under the septum. Yes. Mm. Um, You know, that that bit that separates the nostrils. There's a bit that grows there like a toft, and you really have to get... Uh I have to... Yeah. uh, John Watson hadn't bothered (laughs) with that. He just let that bit... It's very unusual. You know those jazz beards that are underneath (laughs) the bottom lip that you see, like on Tom Waits and stuff? (laughs) He sort of had a version of that, as if... um, Under the nose. Yeah, as if he had a very small old sofa (laughs) on his upper lip that was sprouting its uh, stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and it looked like he hadn't touched it for, oh, years. It was really quite a... Oh, really? Yeah, and that was... uh, Upsetting and uh, <laughs> and disturbing <laughs> in equal measure. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. One of the other conversations that we began earlier, um, I'm just trying to find the text message. Oh, here we go. Um, we were discussing Arthur's seat and whether it looked like a, a lion. Or a gorilla. Or a gorilla. Um, and... Uh, and then you discussed hill or mountain. I think we even said eight, twelve, fifteen is Arthur's oh, seat, yeah. hill or mountain. And uh, now for the science bit. I believe Arthur's seat is a basalt plug, which filled the hole in a volcano whose cone has since eroded away. Uh, Four nine five. Who adds in brackets? This is my girlfriend's phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Don't know why they felt the need to. Uh... Well, because it's actually nine eight seven, but he said he's four nine five because he's oh, using a girlfriend. I see, phone. you're right. Thank you. That's interesting because that yes, suggests he's one of those people, those organised people who know their own phone number. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I don't. Oh really? People say to me, "How do you phone yourself?" I don't. Do people phone themselves? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, if you've lost your phone. That's where you phone yourself. Yes, that's good when, point. That's when loneliness has gone out of hand. <laughs> phoning yourself. Um, what happened if you texted yourself? Would it send? Yes, oh. I've done that. Oh, okay. Sometimes you can text yourself just to sort of remind yourself something, so it's at the top end of your text messages. Mm. Or just encouraging things. Yeah, you're doing yeah. great, mate. Keep yeah. going. I lived every with day that. in every way. You are getting better and better. Don't listen to them. <laughs> I lived with a woman who them. used to yeah. do that. He used to put signs up that said things you are like you are a very special person and mm. stuff like that. Right. That's yeah. Nice. When I say lived with, we were in bed sits. Oh. I didn't. Obviously, I wouldn't live with anybody who did that. <laughs> <laughs> I made some joke about had she been opening my mail when I, there was a thing on the wall that said you are an amazing, you know, blah, blah, and she took took exception. Um, <laughs> somebody's actually asking. Actually chased me out of the, um, out of the bed seat. Oh, really? With a, with a, a kitchen implement. Is that um, right? Yeah. It was a long time ago. Depending on which implement, it uh, varies in fear factors. Well, it was quite fear factory. Oh, I don't okay. want to go into details, but I was quite um, afraid. Um, obviously, she didn't. She didn't know um, what I was to become, or it probably wouldn't yeah. have happened. <laughs> I mean, Can well, I say that part of this? Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say one zero zero one hundred has texted. Do you think Motti's septum surfer was to stop micro <laughs> microphone rub? Maybe it had a practical yeah. use. Maybe um, it, 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 it was a Velcro kind of a... If you put a bit of Velcro on top of his lip, Mike... Yeah, hands-free. Yeah, hands-free, yeah. <laughs> then he could be consulting his, you know, the, the Rothman year, yearbook <laughs> as he commentated. <laughs> yeah, I think you've, you've hit on something there, which is uh, good. Another, another problem solved here on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Three three seven has texted morning Fralgar. I guess that's Frank Allen oh, yes, Gareth. I, I quite like it. I have seen the Morse chessmen, which predate Frank's favourites by quite a bit. Do they? Mm-hmm. But they're not as interesting. Well, I don't. I don't know the Morse chessmen. I, Are they set in Oxford? Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, this is a coded message. Oh, um, loving it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're older, but just less. How do you spell it? Do you spell it as in Morse? Well, they've spelled it M O R S E. Uh, okay. Person, but that could just be a you know. Is it Norse? No, oh, that rings Norse. a bell, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Norse chessmen. <laughs> yeah, I think um, oh, the the, the, the Lewis chessmen are Norse chessmen. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I should. Um, one of the the reasons we're up here is to see shows and tell you if you're coming to the festival oh, yeah. what to see. Can I tell yes. you? Yesterday, yesterday, all your troubles seem so far away. Well, um, they didn't really. No. Um, but um, they were in the usual position, arms <laughs> reach. <laughs> <laughs> I went to um, see at. Um, let me get this right on. Underbelly in Bristow Square. I went to see um, 
Manual Cinema's Frankenstein. Oh. Are you familiar with Manual Cinema? No, but my wife was looking at that show and thinking he's she just, would like to go and see it. Well, let me, tell, let me tell you something mm-hmm. about Manual Cinema. He's, he's not that Spanish bloke that lives at number 84. Oh. No. He, at Manual Cinema, so you're walking, it's at the McEwen Hall, which is a pretty incredible place, and it's a massive room. Yes. And you walk in, and on stage, there's, like, musicians and screens, and there's there's all these metal things hanging up. Look, mm. I'm, I'm, when I say metal things, I mean just pieces of scrap metal suspended oh, right. for percussive reasons. And there's a line of... Th- um, I think it's either three or four OHPs. Overhead projectors. Overhead projectors. Oh, I thought you said OAPs cool. for a minute. No, oh, no, no, no. You don't want to sit near them. No, no. <laughs> the yeah, they do the steam effect at the end. <laughs> um, and um, so there's a screen in the middle. And what they do is they make a film... So it's all goes on the screen, but you can watch it all happening around you. And they oh, use there's there's um, singers and actors and puppets and are you desc- silhouette sorry, work. Are you describing a play? No, it, there is an <laughs> well, element no, of, sort of element. Of, it all goes on the screen, but you can watch it happening. Ah. I, I got to tell you now, it's brilliant. It's, wow. uh, it's the story of Frankenstein, uh-huh. and. Um, you're watching it being made on the stage. I, 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 if you're in Edinburgh, go and see Manuel Cinemas Frankenstein. It's a real sort of, I'll tell people about this for um, what years kind of to come. age range would it be suitable for? Well, I think, you know, obviously it's Frankenstein. So right. there's, a, there's a bit of scariness in it, but they don't... They don't um, big spoiler alert that there's a monster in there. Yeah, there's, there. exactly, there's a monster. <laughs> and But there's no... Entrails. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, I think I don't want to give any spoilers. There's one uh, limb severance. That's all right. But it's it's done in shadow. Like a lot of it is done in silhouette stuff. Right. That so yeah. I honestly, I mean, I've seen a couple of shows that cost an arm and a leg. So there's well, two limbs severed there. Well, there you go. Well, I suggest you make a bolt for this. Show. <laughs> um, it's really. I got corrected about. Uh, I talked about. Um, the bolts in Shakespeare's oh, neck, and in, uh, uh, Frankenstein. A, f- a friend of mine who's a very practical scientific man said they're actually electrodes. Oh, okay. Well, bolts is, just sounds better. <laughs> but honestly, go, go and see Manual Cinema's Frankenstein. It's special. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with. Alan Cochran and Gareth Richards. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. So, Gareth, thank you so much for coming in today. Pleasure. We're not, not, you're not going, but I'm just, no. um, I mm. didn't actually do that bit. Called at la- last minute. Yeah, sorry, Emily's not well. No, no. Get but well soon, Emily. Yeah. True. And um, <laughs> so, how's your? You've been up here since the beginning of the festival, has it? Yeah, so yeah, it's been good. I um been going to see a few shows, little bits of shows. I went to see, I got some tickets to um Eddie Izzard. Oh, Did you? yeah, yeah. He's doing work in progress up here. Yeah, right? or like sort of a preview of his tour. I think he said okay. it's a little bit of his tour Wunderbar. Okay, right. it was very good. 
Oh yeah, was it is, it, is it about Charles Dickens, or if I got mixed? No, up? I think he's doing something else about Charles Dickens. <laughs> Someone mentioned was... he's doing something about Charles Dickens. Yes, right. um, I was. Yeah, oh, that's confused. So he's doing two shows. Yeah, okay. it was. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very interesting as a performer as well, because there was um, there was an interruption. Oh, was there? Which, um, no, no, like oh. um, someone, you know, because the rooms get very hot up here, don't they? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so someone took ill on the front row. Oh. And I think they're fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the show eventually carried on. Yeah. The show must go on. That's a rule. I don't business. know. Not if someone, I think. Yeah, someone just, passes I think, out. Yeah. I th- I pa- think, what if they pass away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard someone tell the story. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That someone in a gig, a play, had passed away. Oh yeah, but the the wife said, "But I want to see what happens at the end of the show." Yeah, that was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I did a TV show once where we thought a man had died in the audience. Oh wow! And uh, the BBC um, person was there, the commissioning editor, and uh, he came over and said, "We'll have to we'll have to cancel the record if right. he's died." Mm. And someone came over and said, he hasn't died. He's very ill, but he hasn't died. And we get, there's an ambulance. He said, okay, we'll, we'll carry on there. Right. So it's a very fine line. Sure must go on. Yeah. Except, you know. But I mean, you've got to have a bit of, bit of respect. But this was a, faint, yeah. a fainting. Yes, I think it, it was yes. a fainting type thing. And so the show was stopped. And um, they said, any doctors here? I mean, there were about nine doctors. Were there? there? There were loads of doctors. They love the arts. They had to get. They the love do- his art. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they had yeah. to get the doctors to back off a bit because yeah. there were too many. Can of we them. have fewer doctors in here. <laughs> the la- he gets the Labour voters, doesn't he? He so does. That bit of young doctors, young doctors strike. It's all, it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. He talked about a bunch of things. Um, Eddie, what things Eddie Izzard talks about now? Uh huh. Yeah. Europe. Running marathons, Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running marathons. Yeah. Beret. Talking other languages. The beret. <laughs> didn't mention. He wasn't wearing the beret. the beret. Has he abandoned the beret? beret. He w- didn't have the beret. He's got uh, a particular sans beret. As beret put it, I'm sure. <laughs> if he was here. Well, I'm glad he's still rocking. And but this was the thing, Frank. Right? He talked about atheism because he's an atheist. Oh, All right. right. And he was saying how. Of course he is. Um. <laughs> All the things that have ha- he's mentioned it. All the things that have happened in history, and God's never turned up. Right. He's never done anything to intervene. Uh huh. Never shown up. You doing his bit? At which point? <laughs> you don't do his bit. Someone in the front row passes out. Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> and the show stops. At that point, oh man, he must have thought that they, the, the lightning bolt had just gone slightly yeah. to the left. Just missed him, and God I was eight feet out. <laughs> I was millimeters from saying, "And thus saith the Lord, <laughs> yeah. you who speak against me." I will smite you! <laughs> the thing was that it hit a middle-aged woman in a pink beret. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I had my family up. Uh, nice. I'll start that again because they won't be able to do the Eddie. Oh, yeah. I had my family up this week. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was nice. I had my partner and my seven-year-old and my mother-in-law. Mm. So I covered all the bases. I had to try to find shows with a range of 70 years across them. <laughs> yeah, difficult. But I'll tell you something. I saw... Um, a, are you familiar with the listies? 
The Listies. L-I-S-T-I-E-S. The Australian no. Double Act. No. The Do Kids Show. They're at the uh, Pleasance Courtyard. Can I tell you, without doubt, the funniest kids show I have ever seen. Wow. Really? I mean, and when I say kids show, I really, really laugh. I'd have been mm. happy to have gone on my own oh, okay. and still would have laughed. It's mm. just funny. Um, Buzz described it after when he was te- he didn't know the names of these guys, so he said, uh, you know, the 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 less silly one was how he described the sort of straight man <laughs> type guy. But you know, we bought the book, we got the CD, got all the merch. Oh, we went merch crack. It was th- uh, brilliant. If you're up here with a kid or even not, I would say go to the listies. I mean, it oh, was I'll definitely um, go to that. And there's a bit of you know, there's a bit of the thing, a bit of poo and all that kind of stuff. But you know brilliant. what? I was, love that. Brilliant. Just uh, on a on a slightly frugal sounding note, Frank Skinner was it um, was it jam packed? Because I've got a pleasant pass, and uh, I mean I'll buy tickets to see them. If I don't think you. It was sold out. When oh, I was there. But okay. I tell you something. One I'll thing about another you. thing about the list is they've gone very reasonable on the prices. Oh, good for them. So yeah, exactly. Good for them. Not like some. <laughs> um, while what we're on the, what it, the dickens are you talking about just just on the kids <laughs> on the kids front uh, th- the 360 degree all stars oh yeah they're mm-hmm. good oh man seen them before go and see them yeah and they uh, you got um, break dancing and um, beatbox yeah um, BMX basketball BMX and, yeah, skills all that stuff. it's great top end and uh, I, I'm just going to do this quick. So I know this is, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not Mark Commode, although as I always say, I've marked a few commodes <laughs> in my time. <laughs> um, SK Shlomo, who is a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Beatboxer. One of those, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I always tell him we're beatboxing. He does a beatboxing kids show. He does an adult show as well, but I went to oh, the kids okay. show, which is great because they'll... Boz has, um, has really took to it now. He's 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 he oh. can't stop beatboxing. Oh, I was going to recommend a beatbox show as well. That's also for kids. Jared Christmas and Hobbits, well, which yeah. is great. It's a good thing for them, I think. Get yeah. your mouth working. Yeah. And also, I find with beatboxing, in the idea of beatboxing, I think, well, beatboxing. When you're there and it's happening, you think this is this man must be in league with the devil <laughs> <laughs> to make these sounds. And he was lovely. He's one of those blokes. You know, there are certain people, um, kids entertainers, um, and I'm not going to name them. I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. But they get people on stage, get kids on stage, and they aren't as quite as kid-friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little bit irritable. With yeah. Them, yeah. Which is one thing with your own kids, but not with others. Yes. <laughs> but um, Shlomo, he's nice. Mm. He's got oh, he's a good. Nay, nay. Although I, one of my favourite things at Edinburgh Fringe is seeing kids on stage on the brink of tears. By <laughs> 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 a kids entertainer who's not well, quite. One other show on enough. this this link, Mark Thompson, who does the science. Uh, oh yeah, science, oh, people rave yeah, about that yeah. too. Kids, kids in tears, but mainly because of the ammonia-based experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he was making things explode, and there was actually kids just going again, again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want. They they want smoke. And explosions. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I have a uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I have a frog in my throat, but I have a, I have a, an etiquette-based question for two fellow stand-ups, if I may um, be so bold. Can I, I stop you there? Just a small um, footnote. My yes. dad insisted throughout his life that um, that should be pronounced antiquity, <laughs> not etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> really? He would not give it. He always oh. said antiquity. Yeah. Sorry, and, and not in a sort of a comedy. No, no, not in way. a comedy way. In, in, like he oh, always excellent. said, it was uh, Somerset Matham, not Somerset Vaughan. <laughs> um, I, I've been going to see uh, shows, and I've I, I came to see Frank Skinner's fantastic stand-up show the other day. Um, I, here's my question: If you guys were going to see somebody that you knew do a stand-up show, after it, would you? do the go behind and and have a chat or if you were rushing off for another show would you just would you just leave it completely or would you send a text or a little message saying I, I, i'm i'm edgy about going back oh yeah um in case you start correcting people's jokes basically. well I, yeah I, I have got that not correct <laughs> correcting but i i improving offer, i i yeah i offer suggestions this is a bad habit of mine <laughs> i also went backstage once uh uh to impromptu um, at a, a, a popular uh, magician's uh, show I'd been to and uh, I, I went backstage and uh, two of the volunteers from the audience were sitting in the dressing room uh, uh, said, and I felt like I'd, I'd you know, yeah. I'd, I'd caught, caught them with their uh, pants down so yeah. to speak, not literally uh, So, but I think I'd text after. Yeah, I yeah. I personally, when I've been going to see uh, comedians, even that don't know that I'm going to their show afterwards, in case they've seen me in the light or anything, and they think, oh, yeah, Alan was in my show, mm. I would send a message, I enjoyed your show, I'll see you about, let's have a cup of tea, just in case they think, oh, he's seen it and hated it. Um, I can't remember if you came back to my show or I yeah, just bumped I, into you after. I actually walked home with you, didn't I? I saw you in the street. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we just bump into of, each other, though? Yeah, I saw you on the other side as I was walking back. All right, so, there you go. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, another comedian and another comedian were at the door of my show last Saturday. Two mm. other comedians. So two other comedians, right. one of whom I know... I would consider a mate, and I'm certain has got my phone number. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they watched my show. I heard one of them laughing, like specifically, nothing, not a, not a pop back. Oh, I really enjoyed it, and not a text uh, message. Absolutely zil- zero. Right. Now, would only was only one way to interpret that. You think yeah. so? Yeah, well, because I've disgust. been wondering: am I Absolute like, a, am I paranoid? <laughs> Well, or, I, I, or am I a bit mad? I'm not. It might be paranoia, but it's paranoia I share. Oh, yeah, okay, talk, good. Talking to the wrong people. I mean, almost <laughs> as supporting evidence. My wife and I were in a park the other day, and a, a comedian, not one of the ones that I just discussed, walked past, and I said to my wife, "Oh yeah, he's an odd fish." And my wife said, "You all are." <laughs> so yeah, well, this is, I so, think lots of um, <laughs> partners of comedians share yeah. that. So I don't opinion. want to like be a, a sort of cliched, <laughs> paranoid comic, but at the oh, same go time, on. I, well, I've spent the whole of the last week being one. So <laughs> am I to assume that they just didn't like my? Well, I always and, think that because I, I, it's a lovely when you see something good. It's lovely to be able to tell the person. Yeah, I mean, I will lie certainly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, 
but I... It's the proper thing to do, can I say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I told you once, I went to see... Um, I went to see a friend in a play and he emailed me before. He said, I'll see you after the play. Um, don't forget to say I was brilliant. <laughs> and I went back and I saw him and I said, oh, you were brilliant. And he said, oh, thanks very much. And there was never any reference to the fact that he <laughs> set that up. And I think that's just the best way. Brilliant yeah. is a really good word. Mm. I passed someone in the street yesterday who said, um, I, uh, I, I really liked your show the other night. Mm. And I thought, like, really liked. I'd rather you just keep your mouth shut. If that, if, if then you haven't seen it. If that's all you've got, just, just stay out of it. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, it hasn't all been uh, mind-crushing paranoia from me about uh, my. Uh, friends who are comedians watching the show and then not even texting or waiting and saying that they'd seen it and liked it. Can I jump in on that? Someone yeah. came to see me in London recently, a friend, and they didn't come back or text. Don't get me wrong, I love it when they don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to break my stride from stage to bus stop when I'm, <laughs> when I'm gigging in London. But um, what they did was I got a card about three days later oh. I, loved, I really enjoyed so they'd held back for the, well, the lovely nice. touch so nice. yeah, keep yeah. an eye on the on yeah. the letterbox well <laughs> I think I think this person's gone for second class mail <laughs> uh, it's been a week um, and maybe a with sympathy card yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. it was a good one I mean god some of the midweek ones this run oh, no, anyway, don't anyway. start that you keep saying that and then people keep telling me it's good good Good. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, did I say good? I meant brilliant. I had a I had a fun chat yesterday with my little girl who's eight, and we were walking around, and she's seen all the posters, and people have got um, stars stuck all over their posters, and she's trying to figure out at eight years old what they all mean. <laughs> yeah. And she said, uh, "How many stars does your show have, Daddy?" And I said, uh-huh. "I." I don't know. I don't really read my press, which is too young to understand yeah, that as a yeah. concept. I said, I know that there was uh, there was a review this week that I had four, but other than that, I don't know. And she went, okay, well, I give your show five stars. So I've got a five-star review. And she hasn't That's seen it. She hasn't seen it, but no, I don't she'll, think that should she'll be very good at going back when she gets older. <laughs> <laughs> so why even sit, not even, no need to see the show? She could just turn up I at the dressing room. I don't think that makes her review worthless, Frank. No. <laughs> the fact that she no, hasn't I seen would, it. I would hold on to it with both hands. That, yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't get that many five stars up here. Let's and say. also, I'm confident that unlike some of the actual people that have seen my show, she's not misrepresenting it in any way. Like She's not misquoting jokes or doing that yeah. sort of stuff that people mm. do in reviews, I mean, don't my, they? One of my real... I'm not going to call this a pet hate. I'm going to call it a hate. Mm. It's that thing they do in Edinburgh of joke of the festival. Oh, yeah. When, right. when yeah. they take... Um, when someone who's never, ever made a joke in their life writes a whole column full of jokes that belong to other people... Yeah. Thinking like he's doing them a favour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep your nose out of it. <laughs> and uh, if you if you don't make comedy, don't do comedy. Good would point. be my um, my suggestion. Excellent. If one rules. of my jokes appears in one of theirs. They're going to get the biggest uh, legal 
<laughs> Shock they've ever had in their life. Let us know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a disgrace. It wouldn't be. Yeah. And yeah. also, the comedians are made to feel like they've been done an enormous honour by um, yeah. their stuff has been put in there. I did have a, arguably a bad review. I was, um, oh. I was walking home last night and there was a police car and I've developed a weird habit of looking into police cars uh, I, because I know some police officers in Manchester so I always think that I'm going to see oh, them okay. in the wild. Mm. And so I looked in, forgetting that I'm not in Manchester, and I looked in the back of the car and there was a guy in civilian clothes but I thought if it was like a criminal, they'd be in the middle of two cops yeah. in case they tried to get out. But he was in the back and he looked up and went, Aah! and started shaking his fist in an angry way oh, at me. Wow. And I thought, I think he's like been captured, but he's not surrounded by... It was as if he was locked in the back like a child, but he was really angry at me. Yeah. You haven't had one of these comedians arrested for... Uh... <laughs> Shabby comedy etiquette. <laughs> That's brilliant, though. I like the angry man in the back of the police car. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, we were discussing earlier that uh, you had only just realised that tennis players end up with one overdeveloped arm. Yes. Um, 546 has texted... Good morning, all. Most lorry drivers have one arm browner than the other. When I was a trucker, I drove a left-hand drive Volvo for a month. After that, I was an undercover trucker. Do I get that? I don't know if I understand that undercover last bit. Undercover trucker? Oh, I Is guess that, that like it... me on the bus pretending I'm steering? No, I think they mean that they, um, they evened the uh, tanning so they were... A surprise trucker because it was an even tan, whereas most truckers have got one arm oh, out of the window. I see. But interesting to me, the first part that if uh, if you're a truck driver, you've got one arm browner than the other. Well, do people? St- we do used you? to do a thing as as youths. Is if we went, if a big truck went past, we used to mime pulling the like there was like a string thing yeah. they pulled to send the horn we used to do that oh yeah and sometimes they would do they would actually sound the horn for us as it was like we made our own entertainment there was no internet <laughs> <laughs> um but do they still operate like that those horns they probably don't do they probably computer they probably oh, got yeah, a chip in it's... their head mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i had a, a, a an email from a mate this week that said um well, there's no greater accolade than to be sung about by Basil Brush. And oh, I yeah. thought, um, what? And apparently he was on um, Radio 4 this week in, uh, doing bits from his Edinburgh show, including, uh, I think it was a rhyme of um, Skinner and Winner. And oh. so my friend is a poet. And he commented on the rhyme scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can. You just talk amongst wow. yourselves. It's quite a technical point that he made. I mean, I'm just gutted that uh, you're being texted about being mentioned on Radio mm. 4. Yes. And I'm still awaiting a text from the comics that saw me last Saturday night. That seems <laughs> like no, salt that, in the wound. That is, Have you been um, mentioned in poetry, Gareth? Um, no, but do you know it's my, um, it's my last day of being 39 today? <gasps> What, you're 40 tomorrow? tomorrow? Oh, wow. wow. 
40th birthday. Uh, my goodness me, happy birthday. Are you still I mean, doing a show tomorrow? Consolation, yes. 40 years in the wilderness, my show is called. <laughs> well, I might come tomorrow and just put a cupcake in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'll eat it first. Um, yes, he says, uh, yeah, he's, he said a Basil Brosanger song, and it says, it's, he says, it's some, this is my mate Kelvin, who is a, a, a published poet um, of some note, and it says uh, something like, the one to see after dinner is the winner by Frank Skinner. And then he says, oh. an insistent rhyme scheme, certainly. <laughs> 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 so that's nice. That's a great yeah. review. So this, a few weeks ago, you, you, you won't know this, Gareth, but we talked about the fact that Barbara Streisand has cloned her dogs and now has the clones, the dogs of past. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was wondering if they retained the memories of the original animals because they've been cloned. Right. And Basil Brush, I worked with uh, a few times in the 90s, but the man who operated then, as he has passed, the mm-hmm. operator, um, Tomb Tomb. <laughs> and, um, Yikes. and I think that was the headline. <laughs> and uh, I wonder if Basil still has... That memory, even though he has a different operator of us working together, and that's why he's singing about me. What about that? Clear he still feels fondly about you. Yes. It's another of Frank's philosophy questions. It is. It's a big one, isn't it? (laughs) Do cloned animals retain their their memory? And do newly operated puppets remember the people they've work with quite an existential tilt to today's show yeah there was and what a great way so look and we've (laughs) um, we uh, complete our trio of uh, Edinburgh shows Alan you're staying I am yep full run can't get him away he's going to stay up here until he gets a text from those comics (laughs) (laughs) oh make yourself comfortable So, uh, Gareth, thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for it's having a, me. A joy to see you and a massive happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. What a biggie. 40. 40. Wow. Wow. Um, so that's brilliant. And it's we've had a great time up here, I think it's fair to say. If you're at the Edinburgh Festival, um, it's it's a joyous place. So um, I recommended some stuff today. Go and see that. Go and see Gareth. Go and see Alan. You can't see me. I'm sold out. Um, <laughs> So listen, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.